with us today is Senator Tom Cotton from the great state of Arkansas, and he uh, uh, is one smart guy, and he is concerned about some of the things going on in our country and the world. Uh, good morning, uh, Senator Cotton. How are you today? Good morning, John. It's good to be back on with you. You, know, you can say that again. I think you and I and all of your listeners are very concerned about what's happening in Joe Biden's America right now. You know, when you wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep, what keeps you up? Uh, what, what's the number one item? Well, to be literal, it's my 7- and 6-year-old boys that usually wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But whenever I uh, can't go back to sleep after they woke me up, what's always on my mind, John, is the threat from uh, the Chinese communists. I think it's the greatest threat we face in the world today. Maybe the worst threat we've ever faced, more so even than Soviet Russia, because China's economy is so much bigger than Russia's ever was, and their economy is so much more entangled to our economy. China, moreover, has started continuing, I should say, a rapid military buildup, um, you know, something that is on par with what we did in the 1980s, uh, and they're getting close to matching our combat power. And this is all happening, unfortunately, at a time when Joe Biden is tempting Xi Jinping, the Chinese dictator, to do something like go for the jugular in Taiwan. I mean, you saw it again in just the last few days. China sent a spy balloon to America. We had it in our sights over the Aleutians. President Biden let it uh, go, and then it floated all across America. And now they're acting like lawyers for the Chinese communists. They're apologizing for the balloon. They're saying it was blown off course by winds, excusing this provocation. Kamala Harris has said it shouldn't change our relations. I believe Tony Blinken is meeting this weekend with his counterpart from China's, China's foreign ministry. These kinds of abject appeasement in the face of Chinese provocation simply make it more dangerous and more likely that China will want to test America's strength and resolve. Uh, I met last week. Uh, with the Rabbi Schneier in New York, with the one of one of the 99 possible presidents of China, and uh, he's in charge of foreign uh, relations, president of uh, Communist Party foreign relations, a foundation. I, I really, you know, you, 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 nobody really knows. And uh, uh, he was very concerned that the Congress condemned China for zero. What say you about that? Well, uh, the Congress has actually been much stronger on China than President Biden has been. You know, just this week, both chambers of Congress uh, condemned China uh, in uh, unanimous resolutions for letting this balloon float all across America. So in, in some cases, it's the Congress that's actually been tougher than President Biden has been. What's your next thing? I mean, the, the border, the people are coming through the border, even Chinese intelligence comes through that border because that's the easiest place to, 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 to come through. Uh, and you're near, uh, you're near the border being in uh, your, your state in Arkansas. What say you about that? Yeah, you know, John, uh, the open border we've had, we've had 6 million illegals across our country in Joe Biden's first two years. And as you say, some of these are Chinese nationals. There are uh, individuals on the terror watch list. Is really kind of the flip side of Joe Biden letting that balloon float all across America. President Biden is unwilling to protect American sovereignty. That shouldn't be surprising because Barack Obama uh, undermined American sovereignty at every turn, and Joe Biden is his understudy. And in some ways, the American left, going back 100 years, has been ambivalent about the very idea of sovereignty or American power or the nation state, preferring to surrender our power and our sovereignty to a kind of globalist government of so-called expert bureaucrats, diplomats, 
lawyers, journalists, professors, and NGOs. Most Americans believe in a strong, sovereign America, and that's why they're so appalled by the chaos and the threats they see at our southern border. Putin and the Ukraine. Give us your understanding of what's going on there, and when do you think it's going to be over? Well, John, there's only one reason why the Ukraine war is happening now, and that's because Vladimir Putin has always wanted to reassemble the Russian Empire. He sees himself um, in the historical legacy of Peter the Great or Catherine the Great, and there cannot be a Russian Empire without Ukraine. So he's had designs on Ukraine forever. Uh, you know, he's twice invaded Ukraine now. I have to point out that both invasions happened under Democratic presidents, not under a Republican president. And the reason for that is, is that Vladimir Putin senses the weakness and the ambivalence and the timidity that projected by people like Barack Obama and Joe Biden. If you look at uh, President Biden's first year in office, he consistently appeased Putin and Russia. Then you had the debacle in Afghanistan. It tempted Vladimir Putin to want to achieve what he's always, always done. And then for the last year, President Biden has been pussyfooting around. You know, it's consistently denying Ukraine the weapons they need to fight their own war, not asking us to fight it for them, only to give it to them months later when it's less useful in defending their territory than it would have been. And you see that continued pattern now. They still won't provide the kind of long-range missiles or cluster munitions that Ukraine needs. But I do believe it's in our vital national interest to stop Russia in Ukraine. Otherwise, they'll be on many more NATO countries' borders. They'll be uh, emboldened once they rebuild their combat power to think that America and the West can't stand up to them in the long run. And when we think about confronting that gravest threat we talked about earlier, the Chinese communists, we would see a kind of festering wound in Europe that could expose us to a two-front conflict at any time. Much better to put an end to this threat in Ukraine now so we can focus on China in the long run and to teach the Chinese communists that we will draw a firm line in protecting our national interests. Agreed. Again, agreed. Uh, I mean, uh, Putin is a man without a country because I don't really think that China is supporting him. They're just going along with him and buying oil at a 30 percent discount from him. Talk about China. Do you think they really want war or you think they're just uh, posturing? Um, well, like dictators, in many cases, John, I think China wants the spoils of war without the war itself. Um, and we need to focus on denying them those spoils without having to fight the war to begin with. This was Ronald Reagan's main point in confronting the last great communist menace, Soviet Russia, is that through strength and resolution, you don't have end up in war, you end up with victory. Um, that's why it's so important that we make clear to China that we will protect our national interests. We will protect friends and allies like South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan at a time that we also work to reduce China's leverage over America through our economic entanglement. Well, uh, we've got a minute left. Uh, it's Sunday morning. Uh, the American people are listening to you. They're drinking their, 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 their coffee. What do you want to tell all America? America still, in my opinion, like Ronald Reagan said, has a rendezvous with destiny to be the leader of the free world, to provide the greatest opportunities for normal working people that any country has ever done. But that is not necessarily the outcome. That is not inevitably our future. 
It's the choices that we make, just like the choices of generations before us made, that are going to determine our future. And we need to make some new choices to get better leaders and have better policies to continue to be the leader of the free world, the most prosperous and free place that the world has ever known. Thank you so much, Senator Tom Cotton from the great state of Arkansas, and thank you for your opinions, and thank you for your discussion this Sunday morning, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you, John.